I want to tell you about a remarkable woman who I do not know personally, but, but uh, to whom I've spoken and whose uh, story is widely available on the web and so on. Uh, and I speak with her permission. She's called Cynthia Marshall. And Cynthia is currently the state president for AT&T. She was born in Birmingham, Alabama. And when she was about three weeks old, her parents moved uh, with her to a housing project in Richmond, California, just across the bay from San Francisco, called the Easter Hill Housing Project, a, a ghastly place by all accounts. And for many, many people in that project, as in many housing projects throughout the country, the end of the line. No future, no hope, uh, a really grim place. But for Cynthia and her parents, and particularly her mother, they wouldn't let it be the end of the line. Her mother told her things like, it doesn't matter where you live, it matters how you live. And she says she grew up uh, with a, her personal and professional life sort of uh, right there in her jeans because she had the Bible in one hand and a math textbook in the other. And she kept uh, doing the next right thing as a matter of faith. She peppers her language with her trust in God that she learned uh, from her mother. And she kept taking risks. And she kept stepping out of the culture and context that she found herself in in such a way that she wound up being the first in her family to go to college and one of the very few from that housing estate. She went to work for Pacific Bell early on, has been with that company in various iterations ever since. And along the way, she and her husband adopted two children from uh, troubled backgrounds and raised them. And then um, a little while ago, adopted two more older children from troubled backgrounds and brought them into their home and raised them with all of the challenges that come from such a choice. She's been a great advocate all along for children in trouble and recently has added another interest because she was diagnosed with uh, stage 3 colon cancer and she talks about how the Lord has brought her through for some purpose and she's talking about cancer awareness as well. She just went back to work uh, last month. A remarkable, remarkable woman. And what she did over and over, choice after choice, uh, discomfort after discomfort, she got out of the boat. She got out of the security of the boat that she found herself in and took chances trusting that God was with her, that the Lord of creation had the victory. Have you ever wished or heard someone else wish that you had more faith? Well, the way you get more faith is by acting faithfully. You get more faith by trusting in God and finding God trustworthy. We get more faith uh, by getting out of the boat, by going beyond our comfort zone. Uh, some of you may remember last Thursday morning there was a massive storm. I know you think it was over your house, it was over mine. And it stayed there. It stayed there for a good long time. Incredible lightning and thunder and rattling of, of windows. And I wish I could tell you that as that storm happened, I thought about the disciples. But in fact, I thought first about children who were scared and 
rushing around and dog was whimpering and so on. But eventually I thought about that storm and the disciples and I realized, I realized the disciples weren't afraid of the storm. They weren't afraid of the wind. They were fishermen. Presumably they were used to battering against the wind in their boats. That wasn't what disturbed them. And I wasn't particularly afraid of the storm either. I was safe. I was safe in my house. And uh, I didn't think that it was going to destroy me, even though it was a magnificently frightening storm. The disciples were afraid when they saw Jesus coming toward them on the water. And they knew what this was about. See, Jesus had been up the mountain, a thin place, a place where you meet God, a place where it's known that God did things and revealed uh, God's being. Just like Elijah was up that hill in a cable, Moses was given the law on Sinai, and they knew that Jesus had been with God, but they also knew about water. They knew that waters were part of the chaos in the beginning of creation. Water was, however necessary for life, had extraordinary destructive power. The, a television producer in England reflecting on this passage said, whether it is the sea with its unfathomable depths, the relentless river of full flood, or the all-consuming deluge, there is something metaphysical about the threat that water poses to human life. And just so as in the mythology of the Jews, God alone stretched out the heavens and trampled the waves of the sea. And in Christian baptism, we are encouraged to think less about bathing and purity and more about drowning and death and dying with Christ that we may be raised with Christ to new life, to, a, to life walking in full trust of God who is the Lord of creation. And if the disciples didn't get that, they got it when Jesus said, take heart, do not be afraid. And then he uses the words that Moses heard out of the burning bush. He uses the name of God. He says, it is I. He says, I am the Lord of creation. And you do not need to fear because however chaotic the waters, however strong the wind, ultimately God loves this creation. Do not fear. Well, apparently this didn't exactly have the desired effect. And Peter was still at it. And he says he can't quite believe the hope that is in his heart that maybe God does in fact rule. And he can't quite believe his own ears and eyes. Lord, if it is you, tell me to come to me. Tell me I can be brought from peril and safety and from death to life by the grace of God. And Jesus says, Jesus says, come. And the story doesn't talk about that heart-stopping moment when he had to get out of the boat. That wasn't what it was about. It was about his hope that God was Lord. Well, back to Cynthia Marshall for a moment. You know, when she adopted those children, the heady moment of saying, her and her husband saying, yes, we will do this. Yes, we can do this. We can provide for these children. We have enough love. We have enough hope. We have enough resources to care for these children. We know it's going to be hard, but yes, that heady moment where you do the right thing, take the risk, get out of the boat, but then reality steps in, and there have been days when it hasn't been easy. 
when it's really, really hard loving people who don't always know to bad behave, children who've been damaged. And she did it, and her husband did it over and over and over, but the reality struck, stuck in. It's a bit, bit maybe what happened to Peter when he start, started noticing that wind was real. And he started to sink, and even so, reached out and said, Lord, help me. And Jesus reached down and saved him from the chaos one more time. And then Jesus says, so why did you doubt? Why did you doubt that Lord, the Lord of creation cares for you? Why did you stop believing? Why did you start letting fear and anxiety win and govern your thoughts and your feelings and your behavior? Why did you doubt? Now, whatever it is that generates fear or anxiety in us, bends us out of shape, how can we go about remembering that God is Lord? How can we, when we're bent out of shape, recall what really matters? What's bending you out of shape at the moment? One of the clues I find is that when I get bent out of shape, I have about something over which I have no control whatsoever. Congress, or <laughs> Islam, or redistricting, or whatever it is that I can get exercised about, find myself getting bent out of shape, getting anxious, it spills into all kinds of other areas of my life. How do I go about remembering that God is Lord? Well, it takes practice. And it takes often taking a risk will do it. You've heard me before say, when I get anxious about money, make a gift. When you're not sure about life, take a risk. Figure out what the next right thing is and set your let yourself not be the main issue for a moment and step out of the boat. And so one thing we can learn from Cynthia Marshall from this story is that we need to step out of the boat if we are going to grow in our trust in God. But we can also help each other remember. We can also help each other remember what really matters so that we don't have to be governed by fear. That's what we do each week here. I was talking with the parents and godparents of these children yesterday. We were remembering that we get told over and over and over that we are valuable because we can consume. And we look out these doors and we see what happens to those who can't consume and how they are valued. And for one hour a week, we fight back and we say, no, you are of infinite value because you are beloved. You're a beloved creature of God. You are made by love, for love. And that's what matters and that's what's real, even when you don't feel it, even when the water seems to be dangerous and the wind is beating around you, God is still Lord of creation. And you can still find God trustworthy to save. And so we're going we're gonna to act this out in the baptism of these children who are going to come through the waters and mark something they'll live their whole lives long just as we do, the movement from death to life as we let ourselves die to all of that anxiety, all of that worry, and start claiming 
the power of God's love and living gracefully in the power of that love and doing, being ordinary people like Cynthia Marshall doing extraordinary things in the assurance of God's love for us. I offer this in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.